What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Twilight Nine podcast. This is episode 21. I'm your host, Riley. Very excited about this week's episode. We're finally back to talking about the PGA Tour. It feels like it's been years. It's only been a couple weeks. We had the PNC, the QBE shootout, the Mayakoba, and then it was before that was the Masters. The Masters was the last big tournament. So it feels like we haven't talked about the PGA Tour in a while, but we're back this week. Century Tournament of Champions down in um, Hawaii. Very excited about this one. The field is loaded. Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Bryson DeChambeau, they're all there. John Rahm, they're all down in Hawaii this week. Uh, very, very excited about this one. Just really ready to get back to betting. That's what this show's all about, making everybody some money. Best bets of the week. So very excited to get going on that. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube or if you haven't subscribed, better yet, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you go do that, Twilight Nine on YouTube. The link to the channel is in the most recent or one of the most recent articles up on twilightnine.com. We're going to be posting a lot of stuff on there. Um, every episode of Twilight Nine now comes in video form. We're posting full-length videos of every episode on the YouTube channel. We're going to be posting instructional content once a week once the weather in the Northeast is a little bit better for golf. So it's going to be pretty much just a one-stop shop for everything. And then once we start going to PGA Tour events and all that kind of stuff, we're also going to be making little recap videos of our trips and all that kind of stuff. So very excited about the YouTube channel. Very excited about getting going for the YouTube channel. So let's do it. So go subscribe to that. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube, hello. Welcome to the new apartment. Um, But really ready to get into it. We're going to wrap up the show, I think, with a couple listener questions. I think I have two more from you guys. Make sure you keep sending those in. Um, on the Instagram at Twilight Nine Pod, on my Instagram at Riley Hamill underscore, on the email that's on uh, twilightnine.com. Just make sure you keep sending in those questions. Love to answer them, love to hear from you guys. The show's growing, and that's one of the big signs of it. I'm very excited about it. But let's get into I only have one headline John Rahm. So it's been rumored for about a month or two that he was going to leave TaylorMade um, and Adidas also. He's going to leave both, and that's official now. He is a staffer of Callaway. He played Callaway at Arizona State, so it's not going to be a huge change for him, I guess you would say. But he's also had success already with the clubs. I think in one of his first rounds with his new stuff uh, at a course near his home in Arizona, I believe, he shot 59. Um, That dude can make fucking birdies and bunches. But anyway, so he's obviously already seeing quite a bit of success. This will be his first tournament, obviously, with Callaway. He's expected to have it in his bag already. He already has a staff bag. He'll have the new Epic in there and all the new stuff that comes with it. But yeah, John Rahm, no longer with TaylorMade. They kind of replaced him with Tommy Fleetwood, which I'm a bigger uh, Tommy Fleetwood guy anyway, so I'll take that exchange. I'm a big TaylorMade guy, obviously. Um, But yeah, so that's pretty much the only headline. It's going to be a short show this week, guys. So... But let's get right back into it. I'm very excited to talk about betting. I'm very excited to talk about the Century Tournament champions. I've said excited about a thousand times already this episode, but that's because I am. Century Tournament champions, we're back. So in Hawaii, um, Kapalua, the field is usually only made up of players that won from the season before. So if you want a tournament, you get into this one. That's kind of the kickoff for the new season. But because of schedule changes, they actually added more guys to the field. So anybody who came in the top 30 of the FedEx Cup standings in 2019 to 2020 were eligible for the field. So that's how guys like Tony Finau, Kevin Kisner got into the field. That's how those guys got in. 
Um, so it's a little bit bigger of the field, which is good. Cause I think this field is a normally a little bit small. So it's nice to have those extra guys in there, especially at a course that's amazing. I love this golf course, the undulations, the greens, you need to use all the undulations in the breaks and the greens to your advantage with your irons that I'll go over in a second, but it's just a fantastic golf course that really, really challenges iron play, which we'll get into. Uh, Justin Thomas is returning as the defending champion. He's won twice in the last four years at this event. He beat Patrick Reed last year on the third playoff hole, I believe. He isn't the betting favorite, though. He comes in plus 800. The betting favorite, which makes sense, is the man that just put a green jacket in his closet, Dustin Johnson. He comes in at plus 650 to win the golf event. Um, The field. So aside from those guys, uh, winners from last season, John Rahm, who won the Memorial, BMW, he's in the field. Patrick Cantlay, he won the Zozo. Daniel Berger, Charles Schwab, Bryson DeChambeau, U.S. Open, Rocket Mortgage, all those guys are in the field. It's a crazy good field. It's so good. And then from the FedEx Cup standings, like I said, Kevin Kisner, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Abraham Anser, who had a late tee time at the Masters, are in the field. So it's just loaded. Pretty much everybody is in this except Tiger and Rorse. Pretty much. And Terrell Hatton is actually not in it either. So those couple guys that had, I mean, Terrell had a better year than Rory, but they both had pretty decent years, obviously. Uh, They're not in the field. So they would have got in. No, Terrell won. So Rory would have got in through standings. But anyway, so that's field. Um, Course, plantation course at Kapalua. It's a par 73, just over 7,500 yards. You might be thinking, well, that's kind of long. Well, the par 73 is going to increase the yardage, obviously, because of the extra par five. So all makes sense. Uh, The greens are gigantic, but like I said earlier, they are very, very undulating, which means you can't fire flags. The players are not, obviously, there's a green here and there that you can go at flags, and these guys are really freaking good at golf. But you need to learn how to use the undulations to your advantage and use them well to get to certain levels, certain slopes, all that kind of stuff. You need to be able to hit your irons in the exact right spot that you're intending to. And that's going to be huge this week. You need to use the undulation to get tight on most of these greens. Um, The key stats that I found. So the first one, shots gained off the tee is going to be my first one. With all the elevation change, with the sloping fairways, you're going to need distance and you're going to need accuracy. You're not going to be able to just hit the fairway. You're going to need to be able to hit the right side of the fairway because it slopes to the left so that your ball doesn't outrun into the rough, that kind of stuff. The last four winners, Justin Thomas, then Xander, back to JT, or JT last year, Xander two years ago, DJ three years ago, JT again four years ago. All those guys can move it, and they can move it with accuracy, and that's what you need to do around this place. Um, and like I said, uh, Patrick Reed was in the playoff last year. He also, he's not one of the longest guys on tour, but he's pretty usually good with that little cut driver that he's got going on. He has a pull, um, pull draw that he uses also as his main shot, but he's a pretty good driver of the golf ball. He was up there also. Um, strokes, Gary Woodland's won this tournament. Sorry to go back to winners, but Gary Woodland won this tournament. Again, good driver of the golf ball and can hit it a long way. The second stat, uh, stroke, strokes gain approach is the also thing I'm looking at, and that's just iron play. Do the undulation in the greens. You're going to need to hit iron shots to certain spots on every single green and use the slopes to your advantage to get tight to the hole. I've said it three times already, but that's going to be very, very important. It's going to be really hard on these kind of putting surfaces that the plantation course has has. Putting from short isn't going to be that important because they're not pure putting surfaces all day long. Putting's going to be tricky. And especially with undulating greens, if you're putting from 
30 feet, the percent chance of making it goes way down when it's not a flat putt. So being able to put your irons in good spots, using the slopes to get to the hole, that's what you need to do. And so iron play is going to be critical. So pretty much tee to green is going to be very, very, very needed for these guys this week. So those are the two stats. Um, Data golf information. So I've been using data golf, as you guys know, pretty much since the podcast started. Um, They provide some really awesome stuff. They have course fit. So they take the key stats at each course and compare it to each other and which ones are like, which ones are different. They have trending. So they take recent guys finishes and put them in standings to tell you which one's trending, who's trending in the right direction, all that kind of stuff. And then with the baseline model, the course history, the course fit, all that kind of stuff, then they rank who they think is going to win the tournament. Obviously, it, it ends up being close to what the odds are just because, I mean, guys are trending. Vegas knows what they're doing is pretty much what I'm trying to say. But we're going to go over that. So data golf information, course fit. The number one course fit on data golf is Torrey Pines North. So not the course that they're playing the U.S. Open at this year, the other one. The second one, Riviera Country Club, is where they play the Genesis Invitational out in L.A. And then the third is actually Augusta National. So driving and iron play, hint, hint. Very important. So there you go. Um, trending. The top trending players on tour, Dustin Johnson, obviously. That's kind of a given. Coming off his playoff, coming off his Masters, all his runner-up finishes. Makes sense. Number two is my guy, Xander Shoffley. He's number two in trending. And then Justin Thomas, who we'll get to in a second, but he's number three in trending. I don't think Xander I, – I would have to look up his Masters finish, but I – I mean, he still might be on that streak of top 20 since June. So we'll look into that. And then, like I said, JT's number three. And then data golf percent chance to win, taking in the baseline model, course history, course fit, all that kind of stuff trending. Number one, Dustin Johnson. Makes sense. And he's won this tournament before. He comes in great form. He's a phenomenal driver of the golf ball. His wedge play is good. He can get streaky with the putter when he's really hot. He's going to hit everything. Dustin Johnson, number one. The new Callaway staffer, John Rahm, at number two. And then Justin Thomas is number three. So those are the three. And though in order, those are the three favorites. So Vegas knows what it's doing, but Data Golf has those 3% chance to win at the highest. Um, betting odds. So Dustin Johnson, like I said, enters the week as the favorite, plus 650. John Rahm and JT are at plus 800. Xander Shoffley is actually ahead of Bryson DeChambeau at plus 1,000. And then you get Bryson at plus 1,200. Patrick Cantlay, plus 1,800. Patrick Reed at plus 1,800. Webb Simpson at plus 1,800. And then you get down to the 2,000s. Victor Hovland, Matsuyama, Tony Finau, plus 2,200. The surpriser to me, honestly, is... Colin Morikawa all the way down at plus 2,500. He's been streaky, to be completely honest. He's obviously a fantastic iron player, which will be important here, but he gets streaky with the driver and he gets streaky with the putter. He won the PGA, not a bunch of high finishes after that, but you can get him at a really high price. This is where, this is the price point where he was hot. You could win a lot of money when he was at this price point. When he won the PGA, I think he was around here, and then he went up because obviously he was playing super good golf, and then he's back down here. So if you want to look at him for a top 10, um, you could do that just based off iron play, but we'll get into that in a little bit. So yeah, so that's all the information for the week. Um, So let's get into some bets. Let's get into some bets you may add to the card. My final bets are going to be on the betting article that's posted to twilight9.com on Wednesday, just like it is every week. Uh, during the PGA Tour season. So look out for that some point Wednesday. I try to post it early morning. I like to do a little bit more research Wednesday, 
um, check the weather, what the weather's going to be like, all that kind of stuff. That's why I post late. A lot of guys and a lot of companies and blogs and stuff post their betting information very early in the week, like Monday morning, even Monday afternoon. And I just think you need a little bit more time to go over everything, check the weather and all that kind of stuff. If the field changes, whatever, somebody WDs. That's the kind of stuff I like to wait on. So that's why I post it Wednesday, late morning, early afternoon. So be on the look for that at twilight9.com. But as of right now, with a smaller field, top 20s and 30s, you're going to have to go way down the list to find some value. So I'm kind of sticking to the top 10, top five plays and maybe maybe going over some matchups. Um, actually, before you know what? Let's go over some matchups before I get into my bets. So the matchups, let's see what they have going on here. They have Webb Simpson plus 100 against Patrick Reed. Um, Patrick Reed minus 122. I don't know if I would touch that one. Patrick Reed's one of my bets, uh, but Webb Simpson can kind of come out of nowhere at any point and win, so I wouldn't touch that one. Dustin Johnson minus 125 against John Rahm plus 105. I might take John Rahm there at plus money. I just think he's a little bit uh, energized about the club change and all that kind of stuff. I kind of like that storyline. John Rahm plus 105 over DJ. Um, Scotty Scheffler minus 120 against Sanjay M. I kind of like him in that one plus 100, so that's even money. Mackenzie Hughes plus 100 against Lanto Griffin. Lanto was playing really good golf at the end of the year. Mackenzie Hughes seemed to kind of rebound. I, I think I like Lanto minus 120 in that one. So they have some, DraftKings has some good matchups. This is a really good tournament for any sort of betting. They have tournament lines, top 20, top 30, lead after round one, matchups, tournament props, nationality props, all that kind of stuff, home one props, everything. So that's kind of what we're going to be looking at. So let's get into my bets for the week. So, and I think I just added one by looking at it, to be honest. So top 10, start with my first top 10, Abraham answer, plus 275. So it's a little bit of a value top 10. But it's crazy to me that he has not won on the PGA Tour yet. He's played well on the biggest stages, including a late tee time. Like I already said, he had a late tee time on Sunday at the Masters. Um, He had two runner-up finishes in 2020, including the American Express and the RBC Heritage. He only missed one cut. In his last five starts, he has three top 15s, which includes a fourth, a solo fourth. So he's playing good golf. He has the skill. It's nuts that he hasn't won on the PGA Tour. So with a smaller field, a little bit better of a chance to win, I could see him sneaking in the top 10. So I think that's a good value pick at plus 275. Um, Patrick Reed for a top 10 plus 110. And this bet is pretty much just because he adores this place. He loves Kapalua. He won it in 2015. He was the runner-up back in 2016. Last year, he lost in a playoff to JT. So two runner-ups, a win, loves this. He had a recent top 10, and that was at Augusta National. And when he's not hitting greens, his short game is good enough to get him out of trouble, not make a bunch of bogeys. He's going to make pars. You got to go low. And Patrick can get hot and really go low. So I like him for a top 10 at plus 110. That's not right around even money, still plus territory. And then the last bet that I have so far on my card is a Justin Thomas top five plus 150. When I was looking at the card, it's just impossible to keep him off of it. That's how good he is at this place, and that's how good he's been playing. Um, he's a machine here. He's won twice in the last four years like I already went over. He's coming off a PNC championship win with his dad, Mike. Obviously, that's a little bit different a scenario, but they demolished that field, and he played fantastic golf. And he hasn't finished outside the top 15 in a tournament since August, since August which is nuts. 
Um, and that includes a fourth finish at the Masters. So JT's playing unbelievable golf for a very long time, returning to a course where he's won at two years out of the last four. Impossible to keep him off the card. So I'll take him for a top five at plus 150. And then if I went back to DraftKings here and look at the sports book and look at the nationality props. I love looking at these because not only can you bet on top like American or top Irish player or whatever, you can also bet top four, or top five. So looking at this, you can get Justin Thomas, top four American plus 110. I love that bet. I really, really like that bet. I also think Dustin Johnson's going to be up there. So you can get even money plus 100 with him for a top four American. I just really like that bet. Um, I don't see a bunch of other value here. I don't hate Cameron Smith as top Australian plus 138. I don't mind that bet at all. And then you'll have to, you can look through them, but there's not a bunch past that. There's not a lot of value there. Um, so really just stick with the Americans. Honestly, they take up most of this, most of this field anyway. So if you kind of catch a flyer and get somebody that comes in the top four American, that would be pretty sweet. Like Lanto Griffin, if you bet top four American, that's plus 1200. So if you can find good value, you think they're going to come in the top five, that's a better way to do that. And yeah, guys, so, so far that's, that's what I have best bets for the week. Obviously my, like I said, my final, my final decisions I guess we'll be coming on twilight9.com when the betting article comes out uh, tomorrow, late morning, early afternoon. That's kind of what we're going with. If you guys are asking me who do I think is going to win, a couple guys. JT is going to be in there. Uh, and the line's actually moved to plus 750 since, uh, since I took notes for the episode. So he's actually second in line to DJ. John Rom stayed at eight. If I'm looking at it, JT plus 750. My guy Xander Shoffley at plus 1,000. I think he could win this tournament very easily. He's playing golf. He's been playing good golf, rather, for too long not to win during this stretch, so I could see him winning this tournament. If you guys went for a little bit more value, I could see Tony winning it at plus 2,200. If you go down even further, Neiman, excuse me, was playing good golf at the end of the year. That's plus 4,500. So there's definitely, definitely some value at the end of this board. So make sure you go take a look at it. Make sure to pay attention to twilight9.com for the betting article coming Wednesday, late morning, early afternoon. Very excited for that. Um, And to wrap up the show, we just have one listener question, and it comes from Sarah. I think actually we already did a Sarah in the very first week of this, but it comes from Sarah, and she asks, if I could play any major venue tomorrow, so of course that's usually a major venue that isn't Augusta National or Pebble Beach, which one would it be? And for me, I think it would be um, St. Andrews probably uh, just because of the history of it. Obviously, the golf course is a little outdated difficulty-wise. I mean, the guys go there and light it up. Um, It really relies on the weather. But I just think of the history, the town around it, the bars around it, bring the family. Um, St. Andrews is awesome. And if I ever have the uh, chance to play that course, I'm not going to pass it up. So St. Andrews would probably be the answer. I love Oakmont over in Pittsburgh, too. That's a beautiful golf course with the Church Pew Bunkers down the right. I forget what the hole that is for, maybe. Um, but there's a couple of major venues that are crazy, that are crazy awesome. But yeah, I think St. Andrews would be the answer to that one. Well, that's it, guys. Enjoy the golf this weekend. Enjoy the Century Tournament of Champions. The field is loaded. I cannot wait to watch that thing this weekend. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Twilight Nine YouTube channel. Follow the Instagram at Twilight Nine Pod. You can follow my personal Instagram at Riley Hamill underscore. Just make sure you get all that. Make sure you're sending in questions. 
I love featuring you guys at the end of the show. So make sure you send in any questions that you have for me. And that's it, guys. So look out for the betting article tomorrow, late morning, like I said. And I'm pumped to recap the century uh, next week and see how we did. All right, guys, have a great week. Peace.